Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. WW Backlash 2020 post show. June 14th, 2020. Rick Dara, Captain Brunch. I'm here with Dustin Frazier. So, can we get that Madison Square Garden mic for the next anniversary show? You should, right? I'm just saying, apparently you can whip that bitch out anywhere, so. Yeah. That's the new Bluetooth. (laughs) Y'all that know about that, you're going to get it soon. Oh, God. Cool eyes, thank you for the host. I was telling you if you wait, I could give you the notification. It's not going to be on yet, but thank you everyone for joining us tonight. We are simulcasting across Twitch, YouTube, Periscope, and Mixer right now, as well as at talkbrunch.com. So, that's always cool. Interesting pay per view tonight, right? Yeah. They're very intriguing. Certain things didn't feel like the greatest things ever. Yeah. But at least there was a lot less uh, film stuff. I kind of wish they didn't say they were going to change the camera angles. Like, don't announce it. Just do it, you know. Just have different camera angles on here. I don't need you to announce to me that that's going to happen. At that point, you might as well have audio with the bad guy in the back. Camera B, camera B. May as well have Vince come on and say, you know, old th- these old camera angles are passe. You know, and give that whole speech. But you're saying that Vince boys are, you know, these old uh, camera angles are passe. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was decent. I didn't I didn't mind, I guess. Yeah, no real complaints. We did have um a couple of late additions to the card. I believe that kickoff match that they did the United States Championship Andrade against uh Paulo Cruz was a last minute addition, right? Oh uh, yeah, but it wasn't as last last minute as some of these other ones, but Yeah, what were your thoughts on that? You know, I enjoyed the match. Um like I said, it's good to see them finally let Apollo cut loose. I mean, Andrade is Andrade, so you know what you see is what you get. Like, you, it's no, it's no surprise that the guy delivers every time he's out there. I didn't notice. Uh, I, we didn't talk about it last week, but I, I don't know if that was the first time they they did it. But our boy Cruz has some new music. Yeah, uh, that that first time we heard it, that was new music. Yeah, I think they did it on Raw, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Raw was uh, the first time we'd seen it. Yeah, but overall, yeah, I thought it was a good opening match. If you're going to have to have something that's royalty-free, why not let it be that since you're just starting these two guys out? A shame with Andrade, where it kind of seems like although they're still using him on TV, he's lost a lot of his momentum as a result of, uh, I guess, that suspension, which we never really got much details about what was going on. Yeah, I mean, he held the U.S. title for a little while longer, but nothing really special, unfortunately. Yeah, no, nothing at all. Uh, that being said, voting results came in with Apollo Crews at 29% of retaining, with 71% of you feeling that this would be Andrade and Selena Vega. Whereas the finish with Cruz goes over Andrade with that toss power bomb that he does. Yeah. Which I'm surprised they still haven't named that Cruise control yet. Yeah, right? It's like right there. It's a, it's a level of control for a move you really have to be skilled to have. His last name is Cruz, so it's like right there. Yeah, I don't get what's going on with that. You would think so, though, right? Like, <laughs> like it, it's sitting right in front of you. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. In fact, you know what? We are deeming that move cruise control. Yeah, at least, <laughs> at least they're using though the fact that they're repackaging everything on the guy is an indication that they haven't given up on him. Because we were just talking on here, coincidentally, 
uh, I feel like a few weeks ago about how that was a guy who they brought in who was promising, who was on the Indies when he was Uha Nation, and now they're not using him right. Now they're, now they're using him right. Yeah, we're getting to see Uha again. Yeah, so I'm really glad about that because it was it was a waste. There was really no excuse yeah. for it. And especially how much they hyped up when he first came up from NXT. Yeah, exactly. So. Like, I remember the last thing he did in NXT was challenge Finn Balor for the NXT championships. And it's like, he came up from that to just... Yeah, it didn't really make any sense. We're going to talk tomorrow, though, in regards to... We know that there's been a change in management. I don't want to get too much into that tonight. That's not what this is. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, but uh, we'll have to see how that slowly reflects. I know everyone was spinning in circles. From what I heard today in regards to the office, everyone was spinning in circles. You know, so we'll see. Uh, Kevin Owens was on commentary during this match. I love the tie. <laughs> yeah, he was being very <laughs> formal there. Uh, nice overhead belly to belly from Apollo Crews on Andrade in the corner. The one that you said in the chat room that it scares you a bit. At the end of the day, I get what you're saying. We you know all corner stuff is scary at this point. Yeah, which well, is for me because versus that versus the buckle bomb i feel like there's less control with that move whereas the buckle bomb you kind of have to aim it just a little good with that one it's just you throw and just it's gravity from there yeah but every now and then that one just scares me a little bit because i've seen people lay in different ways and i'm like you lay in one wrong way that's a wrap charlie brown like yeah good looking move though it just scares the hell out of me every time i see yeah very cool i did really like andrade's slingshot draping ddt i wish somebody at some table somewhere with a mic would have called it something but that yeah. was cool i didn't realize what he was doing till the impact mm-hmm. i love uh i love apollo um actually dodging that double foot stomp which i don't think i've seen anybody really do yet mm-hmm. yeah that was solid as well and then you got uh i guess angel garza since he got pinned by his buddy he's the uh he's, he plays the goon role now and he's distracting the official <laughs> during the, the crucial yeah, he was distracting during a crucial cover. <laughs> and Owens answers with a stunner on the outside. So we got some Kevin Owens involvement there. Yeah. Those two still got beef, so I'm not surprised. Yeah. Overall, good. Good opening. You know, I really like everything that happened here. No complaints yeah, so great, far. Great, no great start to the pay-per-view. Yeah, very solid. We had the women's tag team triple threat match. And this was Bailey and Sasha Banks defending against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Defending against the Iconics, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Finish to this being uh, Alexa Bliss hits Peyton Royce with uh, Twisted Bliss. But then Sasha winds up pulling Bliss off of the finished Peyton Royce and covers her herself. Yeah, kind of interesting that she decided to pin Bliss instead of pinning uh, Peyton. Because I guess we were, we would say that Bliss was still getting her footing from coming down from the Twisted Bliss. So she, she used the momentum of that impact to roll her up. You know, and yeah. also caught her off guard. But they got some move like I knocked the wind out of you a little bit. So. Yeah, but it would make more sense if they're going to do something like that. You're right. Like if she would have whipped Bliss under the bottom rope, you know, and then uh, covered her. Yeah, and that's what we usually see. It was different to see it, so no real yeah. complaint. But I, I kind of feel like the the main reason you would end something like that would be if you're more focused on continuing the feud between uh, Bailey, Sasha, and. Alexa and Nikki, and you don't really give too much of a fuck about the Iconics, to be honest. Yeah. Unfortunately, no... nobody's really interested in them as tag champions anymore because yeah. it was such a disaster last time. Yeah, because you want to have the the people get the cover, the person get the cover who you want to give the heat to there. When you really think about it, right? And I don't really think they're doing anything with the Iconics right now. Like, they're there. But it still seems yeah. like the focus is still the same women it's always been, really. Exactly. Yeah, so I did like that wheelbarrow jumping knee combination where it was like uh bailey 
has the opponent in the wheelbarrow and then Sasha comes like from the corner and she does like the knee strike to the side of the temple. That was pretty solid. Their, their combination moves are nuts. Yeah. They have so many. <laughs> yes, they're very, very creative. Oh, yeah. I love, Um, I believe it was Cross got, I think it was either, I can't remember who it was she got into that, um, that bulldog. It might have been Sasha. Mm-hmm. But uh, he pushed her into Peyton and Peyton hitting her with that wheel kick. Yeah. I'm looking to bring some of this up now for you guys to check out here. Yeah, but I mean, wild, wild match between the, the, all six of these women. Yeah, all of them work I, I, really well together. And yeah, Bliss looks really good there as well. I'm glad to see that she's back in ring action because a lot of there was a lot yeah. of point where we didn't think that was going to happen for one. This reason. right here was actually really cool. She hit on um, one half of uh, insult to injury and then basically went into three different uh, Lupez presses. Yeah, that's cool. See, it's it's awesome that they're changing it up now. They change certain sequences. They add things, little signatures and Easter eggs. Yeah. Because, you know, usually when she hits insult to injury, she hits that second knee drop, but she skipped the second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was that double cross body. Good looking yeah, stuff. Yeah, no all over the place. <laughs> yeah, definitely all over the place. And Sasha and Bailey, it looks like at some point it would be interesting to see them get covered in gold. You know, let Sasha get that last title only because they've left her in such irrelevant for such a long time. Then that would be a good time to change that. Yeah, I mean, those two are running strong. So if there was ever a good time to do it and it'd be convincing, now's the time. Yeah, absolutely. So I think they gave us a Bailey and Sasha thing here. Let me see what we... Oh, shit. Sasha Banks, Bailey, congratulations on retaining your WWE Women's Tag Team Champions Championships tonight. It isn't Kayla. She listened to us and got us, you know, a better interviewer. Thank you. Well, thank you. Um, now, it was, a, it was a nail-baiting triple threat match, but Sasha Banks, you got the quick pin over Alexa Bliss tonight, and that got your victory and your win. And re- the win. I got the one, two, three. Uh, the ding, 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 the ding dong. <laughs> so it wasn't just a quick win. It was the win. The win. She got the talent. <laughs> she got the skill. She's got the strategy. Hello. All right. Also, you will be competing on NXT this week on Wednesday, putting those WWE Women's Tag Team Championships on the line. And, well, your opponents were at Watch Along, and Shotzi Blackheart said that she was pumped. And then Tegan, and then Tegan Knox said, "This is the match she wants." Of What's course. your reaction? Yeah, we are the role models and the leaders uh-huh. for a reason. Of course, they're so excited to wrestle us. Yeah, they look We're up the to us. They're like, they're like, you know, they're like little sisters or like little kids or something. Like, they're look up to us a lot. Yeah, they're gonna. We're gonna teach them like so Damn. much. They're like so good. We'll help them become stars. Yeah. Those little idiots <laughs> better realize who they're stepping in the ring with. Okay, don't be all goo goo gaga and all starstruck in front of us. Okay. Know that we're going to get down to business and we're going to handle them. One, two, three. So quick, huh? Super quick. Just like tonight, huh, Sarah? Yeah, just like you said, we won really quick tonight. <laughs> Got anything else to say? Sarah! No, congrats. No, no. You know what? Oh, congrats. Out, out of here. And we wanted Charlie, okay? <laughs> like you. Oh, 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 oh! Shotzi, you little idiot! Why are you so angry? Celebrate. Howled at them. Oh, God. Why are you so angry, baby? You won. <laughs> right. But yeah, but yeah, as they said, um, they announced on Wednesday that Tegan Knox and Shanti Blackheart were gonna, were gonna get the winners of this match this coming Wednesday on NXT. So. Incredible! I think the first time those belts have been defended on NXT. So let's see how that happens. 
That should be a good match. Baby, be careful though. Shazi will die to get a win. We've seen her almost do it. He's definitely a different one in a lot of ways. Yeah. Interesting to see what's going to happen with her. So next we had uh, Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus, which, uh, so we got to talk a little bit about SmackDown here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because this feud goes back there to the contract signing. Doesn't it always go back to the contract signing? At least all the good feuds do, right? Yeah. Yeah. So essentially what happens here is you got Sheamus, who uh, is in the signing, but he brought out like a lawyer that demanded from a medical team that Jeff Hardy takes a urine test. Like right there, right there in the middle of the ring, because that's totally legal and sanitary. Just in front of everybody. Yeah. And apparently he can piss a pickle jar because that's what it looked like. Like, <laughs> like it was the darkest piss. It was like, oh. it was like Dunkin' Donuts coffee colored piss. Oh. Oh. You know, it was like Campbell's soup colored piss. I don't know <laughs> what, I don't know who their prop guy is. Or Yo, what, why or would you we ruin Campbell's soup here. for me? But it looked like he pisses like Michelob, you know? <laughs> Oh, that Colt 45 piss. It was like, what? <laughs> oh, that motherfucker's pee was dirty blonde. <laughs> I felt like they were all corpsing when they saw how it looked. There, <laughs> there was a moment where, like, Seamus said something like, oh, somebody's been enjoying happy hour. And if it looked, it was almost like there was a corpse there. Let's go back and look. Like, no one could contain how ridiculous. Like, it's so terrible. It's like no one gave a shit in the prop There's department. Certain you couldn't have had me, and that would have been the one because I would have started laughing. <laughs> His his piss looked like that pickle jar from from this old box with Damon Wayne. Remember when he used to be, he used to come out of the fucking boxes the bum. No, you know what it looked like? It looked like the thing Jacob Goodnight kept the eyes in and see no evil. Yeah, right. Like what 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 do we have? Oh God, him? like that. Like what the? Do you see the sin? <laughs> so yeah, he pisses in this uh, <laughs> in, in in this jar, and uh, it basically leads to Jeff Hardy, like smashing the piss in his face right like he takes the jar they, they he, reenacted the old uh the old bit from when Shawn michaels was feuding with vince's jane he even said the same line yeah it was a, uh, but it was still a bit nasty you know yeah like it was still a little bit disturbing but that's mainly what ties into this and they showed it during the, the pay-per-view again they showed the piss and then he sells it like oh like he's trying to brush his teeth and you know, it's like the shower after the crying game. If you've ever seen that movie. Oh, like shit. Like, he completely lost it. Ace Ventura parodied that scene. So, if you haven't seen it, at least you've seen it there. But, oh. You know. <laughs> I was not prepared for that at all. Wow. But that's essentially what Seamus did. He had to, he I didn't know where you were going to go with that. He did the crying game scene. You know, it was in the bathroom. He brushed his teeth. Ah! He almost cried. Like, that's the only thing he couldn't do because it was on Fox. They couldn't have... Ah! Crying in the tub. <laughs> Watch the crying game. It'll fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> Watch the crying game and then watch that segment again. Or just watch Ace Ventura and you'll be safe at least. Oh, Jesus Christ. But yeah, at least there's heat in this match. You know, even if it's the, the heat of piss, you know, it's like literal hot piss. <laughs> like, if there's ever a reason oh. I want to fight somebody, right? Yeah. If there was anything, it'd just fight Nash whooping. So what is the story here? It's not actually, even with all the stuff going on, it's not actually Seamus that did this? Or how does it work? Uh, apparently from I I think it's gonna come out to like it was Seamus that like I guess attacked a lot. I'm not even sure how it's gonna go, but I guess it's looking like it's probably gonna want to be in the Seamus frame the whole thing. Really? I I just don't know how they're gonna end that. Like, yeah, I don't even know why they started that. 
Yeah, like nobody asked for the storyline. Yeah. Good twist of weight. Sorry, twist of weight. That's Matt. Twist of fate. (laughs) Twist of fate swanton foot on the rope sequence there. I did like that. I thought Uh, that was it. You know, Seamus bro kicking Jeff Hardy when he comes running off the barricade, you know, and then he drags him to the ring, bro kick for the finish. Uh, you guys were dead wrong on this one because, uh, everybody thought that Jeff Hardy was going to get his heat back here, which justifiably so, especially when the logic was that Seamus doesn't need this win. But that is not the way that it went. 65% of you were for Jeff Hardy, 36% of you were for Seamus. And by the way, as far as the uh, women's tag triple threat, it was 50%, split 50% between Sasha Banks, Bailey, and the Iconics. None of you, for some reason, thought Bliss and Cross, I guess. I don't remember what I voted, but I guess none of us did. Yeah, I think we, we both voted uh, Bailey and Sasha. Right, right, so. <sighs> yeah, this was a good match, though, for sure. Um, I think Jeff hit that whisper in the wind better than I've seen him hit it in years. Mm-hmm. Like, he hit it dead on. But, I mean, um, what I liked about that bro kick to the outside was the fact that Jeff had to use the plexiglass to, to um, keep himself up. It looked like as if that slowed him down a little bit. Because yeah. we've seen him do that run the rail for years, and it's always so seamless. Yeah, that was a very good little sequence there as well, as far as him running the rails and him getting bro kicked off of it. You know, I thought that that yeah. looked really cool. Because it looked like when he he started to attempt it uh, earlier in the match, and he had to readjust and then just spring off of the steps. So you can see that moment where it's like, wait, plexiglass is there. I probably can't do it. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what happens now as far as this feud. I mean, it, it can't be over. That would be shitty. Like They, oh, they no. gave Jeff Hardy nothing. I mean, considering the fact that the next pay-per-view up is Extreme Rules. There's a few places this could go. Oh, God. Especially with Jeff, right? Yeah. Let's be real. That man, that man has not slowed down a bit. No, not at all. All right, so Seamus, let's see what the hell this is here. I've got a Seamus thing. Seamus, congratulations on your victory over Jeff Hardy tonight. Now, the battle has become very personal the last couple weeks. What do you hope the WWE Universe learned about Jeff Hardy tonight? Hope. Hope. Hope is something Jeff Hardy has very little of. And for all those WWE Jeff Hardy fans all across the world who are hoping that Jeff would rise above this huge mountain of an obstacle all i gotta say is there's no fairy tale ending for jeff hardy that's very depressing right are you pale and depressing that's fuck up man (laughs) (laughs) you ain't supposed to glow like a halogen bulb and then make me sad like if they move them both on in the feud there'll legit be no fairy tale ending for him like they could take that literally there was no fairy tale ending for booker t in this company Oh, damn. We don't talk about that, all right? It just shows. <laughs> Made him get his towel. No. No, definitely not. Not everybody gets a fairy tale ending. Vader yeah. didn't get a fairy tale ending in this company, I'll tell you that. He really didn't. You know, go back and look at Vader and tell me what fairy tale that is. You know, it's the shittiest fairy tale of all time. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the one you put at the bottom of the stack so your kid don't find it. A lot of people don't, they unfortunately only know WWE Vader thanks to that kind of stuff. Oh, God. All right. So, what do we have? What was the next match on this? Let's see. After this, my God. Let me look at the poll. Give me a sec. We had the Raw Women's title match, Asuka versus Ooh. Nia Jax. With yeah. 50% of you wanting Asuka to go over. 38% of you saying it's going to be Nia. All of you are wrong. Well, not all of you, but most of you are wrong because this was a DQ, no contest. 
Yeah, pretty much both women get counted out. Mm-hmm. Which was disappointing. You know, I don't get what they're doing. I guess they're protecting Nia, but they don't want to give her the belt, which is really even more sickening. Like, what's there to protect? We already established she can't beat Asuka. Like, it's well, not like it could get much worse. Well, this is like the returning her. You know what I mean? Like, this is their chance to reboot her. So, I mean, I don't agree with it. I'm just explaining their logic because they didn't want anybody to lose that match, clearly. Otherwise, you wouldn't have something so stupid happen. It sort of felt like a waste of time when they did that. It felt like a poorly, ex- it felt like a lazy transition into Extreme Rules next month. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it, man. And Extreme Rules has become a throwaway pay-per-view ever since they took the ECW name off of it anyway. It's like these are going to be, a lot of them are just filler pay-per-views when you really look at it. Yeah, and I mean, they used to always call it the one night when WWE goes extreme. What, for like two matches? Yeah. But fighting like if you're going to go extreme, you go extreme all night. Like. Yeah, fighting to the outside for a count was pretty lame. Uh, and then afterwards, Oscar hip attacks uh, Naya from the apron, essentially to the outside. So it's like a mid, mid-tier mid bump there, I guess, to end the, uh, yeah. the sequence. The match itself, I mean, no one got hurt, right? Yeah, there's, there, 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 there's a plus. Oscar's still alive. She she has all of her freaking limbs in full working order. That's if you ask her what day it is, she'll probably be able to tell you. Yeah, so I mean, these are all good things. Nia looks good in all seriousness. Like, Nia working as a big woman yeah. does look very, very impressive. That's one thing that I can't take away from her. Like, she has, like, a lot of power to her moves. I love her. Uh, I love that sit-out powerbomb she does just because a big person doing a sit-out powerbomb just looks really good. It looks uh, like it sucks so bad. She did that move that you were talking about that you called the Jack's Hammer, but I mean, it's a little bit wobbly. Yeah, you know, it, it, it looked it, like she never attempted it, but yeah. saw the opportunity. As big as Nia is, she herself is a little bit wobbly <laughs> somehow. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you got to be careful about that. I did give her credit, though, for catching Asuka's kick, transitioning that into the power bomb in the first place. I thought that was really cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Nia did it, good tonight. Yeah, the, the, the David and Goliath thing here, it does complement itself, and I like the fact that it works. Uh, she just has to be careful, you know, and I guess it's hard because she's big and Samoan, you know, they they have like power. They don't know their own strength, literally. If you really look back at their history, big, yeah. strong people. Not really. Yeah, like, I love this, this dropkick you know? Oscar always hits because it's so fast as she transitions into it. Yeah. Everything here looks really good. Very solid stuff from both people. And I guess that's the kind of person she needs to work with. Someone with a lot of experience, you know. Oh, yeah, most definitely. But, yeah, they, they both did really good. I would have liked a more definitive finish, but, hey. Yeah, pretty much. That's really, like, my only complaint from this whole match is just I just wanted, like, a finish. <laughs> but they're going to keep it going, I guess. I guess that's the plan here. Yep. Maybe that'll be extreme rules. We'd be fun to see Asuka not hurt anybody there. Or, or Naya, rather. Yeah, that, that, there's a challenge for you. Yeah, it is crazy. All right, well. Next, we have the Universal freaking two-on-one handicap match, which the voting results came in with 61% of you feeling Braun Strowman will retain, whereas 40% of you felt John Morrison and Miz would go over. The fact that there's only 61% is kind of sad, and I almost can't blame the community just because that's the way that it's looked for a while now, right? Like, you don't even have faith that Braun will retain the title to Miz and Morrison. <laughs> now I have I've been here with a knock as champion, but there's a line, okay. You don't have to rule it out of the realm of possibilities that this is this something that'll happen. 
this freaking vanilla ice reject tag team. No, like they're, they're not winning this. Come on. Now. And they made it even more clear. Uh, I believe it was earlier on in the night when they revealed that it's not going to be, oh, you get the pin, you're both champion. It's like whoever gets the pin is champion. Mm-hmm. And, and that automatically gave way to what we knew was going to happen, which is what winds up happening here. Because you got Miz at one point pulling Morrison off a of strawman and then immediately regretting it, which I can only hope is going to be what you need, you know, in order for them to break them up, not just for this to be like a little argument and then everything's normal. Like, please break this team up already. I've had enough with the music videos and all the other stuff going on. You know? God awful music videos. Yeah, like the last thing that we need right now is all of that kind of stuff. So I'd rather not have it. It'll hurt my soul. <laughs> I still feel they, they, they hurt the Mrs. Uh, babyface run when they did this. Oh, they damaged it on a huge scale. And it's not like he's a guy who turns very often. No, he stays on one side for a while. Yeah, like I don't remember him ever being a babyface before this. Like I can't he, think of when he does change. He stays ba- he stays healed a lot longer than he stays babyface. That's one thing for sure. Yeah, like I said, I don't remember it though. It's hardly everything. Hardly anything ever happens when he's a babyface. I'm trying to think in my head. I'm thinking all the way back to uh, when he first won Money in the Bank, uh, and cashed it and became champion. I literally can't think of a point in his career that I don't remember seeing where he was face. No, this humans are great, but I mean, then when I look back to uh, the real world and him coming in there and even that character, honestly, dude, I'm going to have to go back and look. I can't remember any other time in this guy's entire life that he was ever a face up until now, unless I completely somehow missed it. I can't think. Oh, I'm I'm telling you, you blocked it out because whenever he's babyface, nothing really happens. I mean, are you counting like that little point where he was like buddying up with Ric Flair, maybe, which was almost even then that was more about Flair than him. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, I can't think of any point where he was like a face. Like, oh, see, every time he... I see when, when, when Ric Flair gave him the figure four, you know? Yeah, and that's done, gone nowhere since. I mean, he's still he wins, he, he, he wins like a handful of matches every once in a blue moon with it. Like, I mean, Ric Flair didn't even win a handful full of matches with it. <laughs> you know, he's already done more than Ric Flair. Ric Flair would admit that he's never. <laughs> Ric, Ric Flair would tell you he never finishes anybody with it. It's like his known move. How many matches have you seen him go over with the figure four? I think he started doing it during that last run, that that whole Raw. Like, if he ever loses, he's leaving. Is the only time I remember him yeah, winning some matches. That's what he like, like 90% of his finish, right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, pretty much. If you had, if you, if you stop score before that, there's probably none. Oh, God. But it's like, yeah, like, when it comes to, like, his last baby face run, the only thing I remember was him always getting beat by Shane McMahon, and that was the first time we saw Bray Wyatt wrestle is just Bray Wyatt when the fiends that happened, thing happened. Yeah, but that's this baby face run. When he got beat by Shane McMahon was the turn. You know, like, that literally lasted all the way until Morrison showed up. Oh, yeah. So, yes, yeah, so it's been one long fucking run. You know, the guy, this was, like, the longest, and it was the most convincing face run, even though it started in a terrible place. Because somehow it started, and I've always looked up to you, Shane McMahon. Wasn't that the whole story? Oh, yeah, that's that? where it started. Oh, yeah. The beginning of it was really crazy. And then it went into that stupid trophy thing. Remember the trophy that oh, they had? <laughs> that overseas shit, the World Cup or whatever. And then the best of the world. Shane coming and taking it and winning and going over as a face with it to turn heel. So that whole story went way back. Just for Morrison to come back and be like, boo, heel again. As a matter of fact, when you really think about it, like his whole turn doesn't even make sense. Do you remember why he turned this time? I don't remember. I do, because that's just how stupid it was. 
The New Day was trying to cheer him up from all the shitty things he was going through fighting Bray and telling him how great he was and how he was the A-lister and, and all of this other shit, all the names he uses. And he got mad and picked a fight with Kofi and then wound up feuding with the New Day, the people who were there to cheer him up and bring him up out of the rut he was in from all the shit that was happening to him. He turned on and he started fucking with them with Morrison. It's the weirdest, most unconvincing thing ever. And they gave it to him. And now they're just like two goofballs. They're like the Bill and Ted from hell. Oh, God. Oh, God. I remember it now. Oh, Jesus. You know, it's like none of that made any sense. It just, you know, like literally just feels like sometimes they just roll dice. Like they roll like a 2D20 and then just whatever it lands on is the thing that they put up there. Just rolling over Jesus. And for Morrison, who at the end of the day, I get it. Morrison's great. He's like the mirror's edge chick. He parkours and all this shit. Bravo. As a matter of fact, when he was doing in 2011, 2010 and all that, it was even better because we didn't have all these indie guys or access to them. So it seemed especially special. Now it's just okay. You know what I mean? It's just all right. Underneath it all, like he doesn't really have that great of a personality, which is the reason why they put him with Miz. It wasn't for, for Miz. It was for him because cause sunglasses, slow motion, fur coats, all that shit. And even the moveset, you know, it doesn't make the guy like the personality. Tell me like a good Johnny Morrison promo you've ever heard or something he said that was felt funnier that you remember. Do you remember what he sounds like? It's hardly, right? <laughs> hardly. You know what Johnny Morrison talk, always like, says, oh, right? God. You know what Johnny Morrison always says, right? You literally don't. You don't know what he says because we don't know what the fuck he says. He doesn't say anything. You don't, it's like, even if you don't like the personality of somebody like a Ziggler, you know how he is. If I told you, you know how Ziggler is, you just go, yeah. We don't know how Morrison is. What do we know about this dude except how he looks? Like his personality never shines through. Like, and it's not even to say this without him trying, you know? It's just he like he just doesn't have he just doesn't have like a, that, like that kind of a personality. Like the Miz is all personality. You could learn more about him in outside of the ring than inside of the ring, and that doesn't that's not to say I don't think he gets enough credit for the fact that he has a unique offense in the ring. Like the Miz wrestles his own way, which is different from everybody else's ways. He hits all of his moves his own way, you know. So it's kind of like the guy is really solid, and Morrison right now just seems to not have much going on. You need he more nowadays like, than to be able to just jump really well. He feels like nothing's changed since he was last year. He has, what, what a move or two that's new in his arsenal, whereas you see guys come back, and it's like their whole arsenal is almost brand new. And not for nothing, sometimes he overdoes it. You know, like some a lot of it is a little bit too much showmanship, where it's just like unnecessary motions that look over fancy, and that's the stuff that makes the indie stuff not look good. Like, just to give you an example, one time when I was at an event, I, I even think I put it up somewhere. If not, I'm sure I have it. Like, he did a spot, and to this day, it baffles me. I even send it back when I used to speak to Conan on Twitter. I even sent it to him, and he explained what happened, because I wasn't really fucking sure. But Morrison tried to jump off. Like, he hit the ropes, and then somehow his opponent was on all fours, and he jumped off of his back and, like, trying to even explain what he did. It's almost like he flipped. It's almost like he just flipped off the person's back but just landed on his ass like a kid like just pop what the fuck <laughs> you know and i guess he was trying he was gonna try to hit like spring off their back flip keep hitting the ropes and come back with something you know what i mean but it was just so what much complication at that point that he just fell on his ass <laughs> and again i'm glad i'm glad Cody didn't know what was about to happen because i don't because <laughs> i was like what was he trying to do in the clip, I don't remember where I put it, but I'm sure I have it. In the clip, you ever hear me in the background go, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't realize it until after I uploaded it. I showed somebody, I was like, hey, look at this move. And you hear me go, what the fuck? Because he landed on his ass. 
Like I have no idea. But sometimes it's like too unorthodox. You know, like Jeff Hardy's unorthodox and it's like unique and different offense. But it it makes sense most of the time. Yeah, even you know? when you see Jeff try something new, you can understand like, okay, you can see what he was going for even when it doesn't work. Yeah. Like that split legged corkscrew moon salty does starship pain. It looks cool, but does it really look like it should be a finisher? Like And the can, problem with it is, I think I've even said on the air before. You know? Like you can end yeah. a human being. Like let's take a big dude. Who's a big dude? Any big dude. I don't even want to go Brock Lesnar because oh, that's not I fair. Know. Like even a Rusev. It's just yeah. strange that like a, uh, a freaking split-legged corkscrew in the corner would kill somebody. Because number one, most of your weight's not coming down on them. Number two, you put them exact. You, you try to cover them exactly where somebody who gets hit with a finisher would want to be worst case scenario. Against not only half the ropes, but all the ropes. There's ropes by their head. There's ropes by their feet and arms. There's ropes by, you know, their fingers. Sometimes, you know, in certain situations, just them being there is enough for a rope break. That's how embedded into the corner they are. Yeah. And I mean, the way, especially when he lands, one, like I said on the air before, never lands the same way twice. He can land any which way. And two, I've, I've seen times where he's hit that move and he's literally only landed head and like from the elbow down. I mean, honestly, God, I've I've seen it where it just didn't look like anything connected. It was just like, <laughs> all right, you know, he just floated over them gently like yeah, a butterfly, cool. and now we're gonna cover it because he looked pretty. He outprettied them. <laughs> Pretality. Pretality. You know? like, so it looks cool. I mean, it looks really cool, but but it doesn't. The payoff isn't there. At least with Naomi's, which is actually the same as RVD's, essentially. Like it's it you really hitting the person with your body. You know, you're not fluttering across them like that. Yeah, it catches which, all which, the weight. Which looks more fancy in that situation. And that doesn't make it a bad move. It makes it not a finisher. That shit needs to be followed up with something. That would be like if Jeff Hardy hit people with Whisper in the Wind as his finisher. And even that's more convincing. Yeah, because it's literally his body coming like 10 feet from the air. Yeah. But I digress. Uh, yeah, basically, Strom, um, yeah, Miz pulls Morrison off of a pin and he does this, he gives us look like, oh shit, I wasn't supposed to do that. Uh, Morrison tries to go for the pin again, gets kicked out out of the ring. So he kicks out and just tosses him out of the ring, and then Strowman finishes Miz off with a running power slam. Was it Miz? I thought it was Morrison. No, no, Miz got hit with a running power slam. Okay, all right. And you mentioned the whiff knee. I guess I must have missed that. Yeah, it's that um that knee he goes for whenever the guys are gonna see the position. He hits them with that running knee. Literally no contact. <laughs> like I could see the gap between face and knee, and I was like, "Oh my god, he whipped so bad." Yeah, and it's a waste with Braun, also, you know. Yeah, like this is Braun's what first feud since he's been the champion, and like this is what we're doing. Yeah, like come on, that's what you're giving him? Like this fucking like comedy bullshit? Like no, like this guy's gonna get big showed through his career, man. If <sighs> Like, he's going to get totally big showed. And he's not somebody that can afford to be big showed, you know? He can't. He's athletic. He should be going up against big guys. He had a lot of personality before they basically bled it out of him, you know? Look, we have a thing here, actually. Let's see what the hell. Saying in a two on one handicap match to prevail and retain the Universal Champion. Congratulations. Thank you, dear. Man, uh, I have to give it to those guys. I mean, uh, I, I, I kind of knew what I was getting into. Uh, 
you've seen the accolades that Miz and Morrison both had between the two of them, tag team champions, Intercontinental champion. Miz has been a WWE champion. They're formidable foes, and I, and I give them credit. They brought the fight to me, and there's not many WWE superstars that are capable of doing that. And uh, uh, like I said, hats off to them. But at the end of the day, I'm still the monster among men. And, you know, you give me an inch, and I'm going to take a mile. And you see I talk, took everything that they had come out on the end. Still, universal champion. Congrats. And that's everything that he had promo-wise, too. I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> he sounds good, but he doesn't have, like, a lot to say, you know. Because he sounds like if he did, it'd be a good listen. It's just not much there. Yeah, which is unfortunate. And like I said, I hope that they're planting the seeds of getting rid of this ridiculous team and all the little antics and jokes. You know, they're, 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 I get it. They're really proud of these videos and stuff. See, like, oh, I don't even want to hear it. I'm going to put that on with no audio. Hey, hey, ho, ho. No more of this fucking show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That was nice. If you want to display Braun Strowman's strength, do it like in a, with a strong guy. Why doesn't he fight Bobby Lashley a little bit or something? Because yeah. we already watched that. Yeah. I guess we have, right? Yeah, we've already and seen it. wasn't that, that good either. Oh. It wasn't. Yeah, none of it is that good. See, even that springboard kick, if you were going to do it, that, that springboard. Yeah, we've freaking, seen better ones. No, I was just going to say that would even make a better finisher. Like, at least those in sequence yeah, when yeah. doing it there. Yeah. It's true. The fact that he has logs, he watches with City. <laughs> yeah, because he's all over the place, man. I'm telling you. That's yeah. the thing. He's all over the place. He's like, he's, he's like, a distant cousin of, of Bailey's wacky inflatable buddy people. Oh no, the one that never gets up. Yeah, so it's like Morrison has to eat and drink a lot of water before he comes out just so this shit pins him down, you know, otherwise he would just flutter off. <laughs> God, I swear to God, I'd hate to see him and Taya bang a motherfucker's making no contact. She just had to sell anyway. Yeah. But speak of the devil, because after that we had the WWE title match, Drew McIntyre defending against Bobby Lashley. The world titles did not headline this event. Black Lash himself. Oh God! And I thought that uh, I thought that this might become a Black Lives Matter thing where they would just toss him the title because they want to get good publicity. Because you know how WWE can be. And I was thinking, uh oh, is this going to be one of those things? And apparently, half of yeah. you felt the same way because I'm going to tell you this, and this doesn't happen very often, but it happened a few times. Fifty percent of you, Drew McIntyre retains. Fifty percent of you, Bobby Lashley. Ooh, they they. They teased it a couple of times. Yeah. A couple of times they almost did it, but fucking after Lana interferes, it gets knocked off the apron, a claymore from hell to the wind. Like, that one sounded nasty. Kula doesn't like the interviews. He doesn't like the backstage stuff. Really? You prefer, uh-huh. you prefer to hear us over the actual wrestlers? Backstage? Well, we've been only doing this for I don't know how long, so... Maybe we might use those moments to take a sip of our coffees and stuff, which, by the way, mine got cold because I didn't put enough of those fucking interviews on Kula. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is what I'm we just do. Bust your balls. We play uh, interviews on Friday night. Goddamn. <laughs> oh god, but nah. I felt like you did. I thought for a minute there. I, when when we had the Bobby Lashley preempt, preemptive full Nelson, if you will, I thought, oh no. No, 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 no. There's no way. There's no way after everything. But it almost felt like there was way, and that's why they did it. They wanted to scare the hell out of us. Yeah, that's what they did. Six yeah. other bitches. <laughs> Good job. I was I was successfully scared. You know, 
I will successfully worry about what might happen in this because that 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 was a good way to keep Drew McIntyre looking strong and make it suspenseful. Where it's like the whole reason why he's hurt and he's all disoriented is because of the fact that Bobby Lashley got the upper hand on him early on. I was just worried that they were going to call off the match, which thankfully they didn't do. Which even then, Drew would still retain. It's like it's not like he won. It's not like Lashley already beat him. Yeah, but it would have been yet another match that just didn't happen for one reason. It's like we shouldn't have these gimmicks yeah. of matches that are not going to happen in a pay-per-view. And like they would have had a guaranteed reason to run it back. So Yeah, but yeah, th- this is all. See, Lashley looked a little wibble-wobbly there. You saw that? Like even the way he sort of went into that almost tombstone-esque position just for somebody like Lashley, it's a little bit of a wibble-wobble. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's getting the hell out of me because after they started the match, the first thing he did was go to um, basically shoulder tackle him into the corner. I thought he was going instant spear. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, not like this. Not like this. You ever thought you'd be in a world where you're, where you're going, come on, Drew McIntyre, don't lose. Right, don't you lose to the black guy. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is, you know, it's last loss, no riots. Just saying. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> oh, no. But it, it was um definitely an amazing job by Drew, as always. I like how the second la- how the second Lana came out. Everybody in the room had this look like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Lashley being the slop that he is nearly dropped McIntyre in his head from that fireman's carry position. Shoot, nearly. Yeah, he <laughs> more or less did. You know, He pretty much did because like, he was going for that, that corner spot that he does on the outside. But like he put him up and barely set his feet and just dropped Drew pretty much. And afterwards, even the way that he lift him, like the way he lift him into the fireman's carry and uh charged him he essentially charged the ring post with him it all looked a little bit brutal that was definitely planned but that first bump looked a little dangerous yeah that 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 first one he was that he was supposed to hit that on the first try he had to redo the spot yeah and then uh mcintyre had to fall away slam on lashley which he also uh he made it look like shit the way he went over the barricade lashley did like you know they they were on the outside he sort of does a fall away slam i'm guessing he was either supposed to collide with the barricade or go over it he does neither it looks more like he makes love to it. Like he just kind of <laughs> rubs gently up against it. Call um, me a girl. <laughs> flatliner, even the flatliner he did looks kind of ugly. I mean, I hate to get on a guy like this, but even the flatliner, the whole thing. Boo. Nothing yeah. Lashley does looks good. Like my only, my only regret was that he didn't win. And I said this in the chat room. So that like, imagine if he had a run, right? Or if one of us could have been there and just we wear a red t-shirt. <laughs> and then when Bobby Lashley wins, like we flex, like yeah, and then like, from now on, <laughs> the last week, guys. We, just, we just go to every Raw dressed in that same red T-shirt, going ah, and then instead of Brock Lesnar guy, you could be Bobby Lashley black guy, and oh, get that God. over. How great would yeah. that be? Yo, we always get yo, we always had to make sure we get our tickets on the hard camera in the same yeah, spot go, every right time. In spot, right in that spot. So as the music hits, you hear boom and just ah. Bobby Lashley, guys matter. <laughs> <laughs> that would be oh. a good way for it, right? But no, Lashley's not good enough for this. I would, I would take. I mean, shit, we could have had Shelton Benjamin if we were literally going for like a, a black person to be like a top guy. Shelton Benjamin, right. Booker T, fucking, uh, even Apollo Cruz right now is probably a better choice than. Then Bobby Lashley, if we're talking like just the, the the ring, the look of the ring, and his, I mean, let's be real, the mic work. I'm moving along, man. You know what? I'm going to give this a shot, and I know Cool is going to hate me for it, but there is a Lashley interview here. Oh, Jesus. Prove me wrong, man. Prove me wrong. Uh... Prove me wrong. Speak and sound good. Here we go. 
mouthpiece. We should probably put him with a mouthpiece like MVP. Just breathe. Just breathe. Which it does work. I know, I know, it hurts. I know. Oh, Lana's chasing behind him. Let's go. She didn't do anything. She wasn't even there, right? Oh, well, actually, yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah she, right. came, she, she, came, she basically cost him a match. Yeah, I forgot. I totally forgot about that. Okay, so yeah, maybe. That's they, a maybe Man, they're 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 dude, he proved us wrong. That's the best promo he's cut in years. <laughs> he didn't say anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. Incredible. Oh, so, you enjoyed it? Yeah. Yeah. Raw Tag Team Championship match, Street Profits versus the Viking Raiders. We use the term match loosely. We are using the term match loosely here, but I will tell you your voting results regardless. It was 50-50 again. You can't make this shit up. It was (laughs) 50-50 again. Uh, I know, right? Man, what do you have to say about this match? Your opinion. I don't think I care anymore. I, I just give the Vikings the win. Move on. Let's go. Like, if you're going to advertise a tag team title match for a pay-per-view, I kind of want to see a, I don't know, shoot, shot in the dark, tag team title match. Especially when it's a match that you just announced today. Keep in mind, they announced you, this four hours before the pay-per-view. Which means that it's not that you came up with this at the last minute. It means that you're just screwing with the fans. You deliberately left it off of the card and then added it because all that was pre-taped stuff. It was a taped produced segment with camera angles and sound effects and stuff that would have had to be put in in post-production. And for some reason, it, uh, it, it was just not added until the last minute, which you would assume would be a last minute match that they're going to do on the fly. But no, this is already done. The only thing I could think of is that maybe they didn't think they were going to be done with all of it in time for it to be on this pay-per-view. So they were going to save it for something else, but then it turned out it was going to make it. So they were, at the last minute, they were like, oh, shit, we were going to use this for extreme rules uh, if we couldn't get it into backlash in time. But it turns out that we did get it done in time for backlash. Let's run this since it's all taped now anyway. Because otherwise, why would you wait until the last minute to have this? So that's, that's partially why our, we can't even really fully go by our voting results here because this was added by the time a lot of people voted. And they didn't get to come back and revote. which, by the way, anyone asking you can, you could revote. When new matches come up, and just skip everything, and it'll submit properly. I mean, like but, they didn't have even they didn't even have a match. They just did a bunch of shit. Like, yeah, nobody won. This match got canceled because before the match even starts, um, they're they're outside fighting, and they fuck up Bronze Car. There's a running gag with Bronze Car now that's happening here, and uh, it was weird because I thought these guys were friends up to this point. If you're gonna have it elevate into them becoming like falling out, then continue that story that you've been doing every week. Where they're the problem with it is though, then, like. Uh, They've never really been friends. They just turned this into a comedy bit. Right. But they were sort of cordial with each other enough yeah. that in order for you to get them to where they're fighting outside, something should have happened in one of their last little things. You know what I mean? Like, what's the point of having all of these things happen between them? Like all these little competitions. If we're not going to see like the blow off, like the moment one of them gets pissed off finally. And like Ooh, they fight. Because they don't know what they're doing. So instead, it's like that skipped. And last time we saw them, unless I'm missing something, they all seemed okay with each other. They, the, for the, this is going to be me attempting to figure out their logic. They were only cordial because they knew the actual match was coming after everything. So they figured, why waste it? But, but then, then that did, makes but then they did waste it. Then they wasted it because they never had the match because they fought each other outside anyway. So if they were trying not exactly. to waste it, then why start it with them wasting it? 
you know. And then there's all these callbacks to stuff that wasn't good in the first place, like the callbacks to the golf clubs, where it's like the street profits have the golf clubs. Then these guys have bowling balls and, you know, actual shit that kids can get a hold of as much as they don't want Rollins back in the day doing the curb stomp because the kid could do it to another kid. It's like, nope, let's bring out a lot of shit that might be in somebody's household. And like show that it could be used as foreign objects. So these bowling balls are here and these golf clubs and the Viking stuff, which doesn't really, even, it isn't even a callback to the feud because they're Viking Raiders with the stuff anyway. But that's there too. And then even worse, the fuck was the thing with Tazawa? Uh, I won't even disrespect Rush Hour by calling that a Rush Hour bit. Because so it was too were, stupid. They were trying to make it like a kung fu flick. Like all of a sudden Tozawa comes out, which that's <sighs> that's uh not stereotyping at all. But Tozawa comes out and he's basically saying in Japanese that him and all these people are ninja and that now they're gonna be facing the wrath of the ninja, if I understood correctly some of what I caught in the Japanese. And instead they, they subtitled it to uh the hell did it, did it say again? That anything you can do, we can do better. Yeah, the whole thing. It had nothing. He said nothing like that. Everything that he said was about being being part of these ninja and that they were not here. <laughs> like it was a big elaborate thing. They kind of indeeded them. You know, remember like they said all this shit and they just made it that <laughs> that thing. Because I know for a fact that's not what was said. But it's a comedy. Obviously, this was more comedy and it was to show. I knew it was going to become like an old school kung fu style scene, which is what they were going for here. All weird stuff. You know, it's it's all. Uh, I mean, you know, there's going to be mixed feelings. I mean, some people say, just don't take it so seriously. It's wrestling and everything. Some people are going to hate it. Some people are going to love it and want more of it. It's polarizing right now. It feels like every single uh, pay-per-view now, we get this one polarizing match that everybody's either going to love or they're going to hate. And that's just the way that it's going to be. And in the case of these guys, that's what it turned into. It went from something where it's like, you didn't know if they were friends or if it was going to be a brawl or not. Didn't they combine together and they became the freaking uh, Viking prophets? Yeah. You know, like, and they got their own little slogan in, in the whole thing. It, it's definitely weird stuff, you know. And the four of them do have good chemistry with each other, but unfortunately, some of the writing sort of tips that down. You know, that's what makes it an issue here. And the thing that bothered me the most, and what's up, uh, what's up, Komodo? Uh, the thing that annoyed me the most is if you're going to advertise this as a raw tag team title match, you don't give me anything else but a raw tag team title match. You really, you, you, you that was really, you, you announced a championship match. They don't get that excuse. You said championship match, not shitty kung fu flick. Yeah. What was a bunch like of things? At, like a at this point, brawl, the next a, thing. It was a parking lot brawl. Done. It was a backstage brawl. It was a kung fu flick. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was, it was a freaking. Then they did the it was everything the but thing. a raw tag team title match. I thought, and I kept, every time they stopped, I thought they were going to finally say, okay, let's, let's take this, let's take this out in the ring or something. You know, I thought it was going to lead there. Like that's where we were going. And they it did it like eight did. times. Yeah. It was like, okay, stop. What are we doing? We know how to handle this. And then it was just like, they're trolling us more. We'll handle it like this. Wait a minute! This is ridiculous. This has gone too far. We know the right way to do this. Let's do it this way. And it was, like, <laughs> and it just never. Come on, guys, yeah, band together and do it this way. Like, shut the fuck up and have the match, please. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. You know, it really seems like there's some some dorks in that writing room that are putting this together. And now we have all of the good production value and resources to make compelling stuff, but we're just not, which makes us just like most of Hollywood. Like, there's people on social media who are even saying too, like this was just them trolling the revival. Because the revival wanted to attack him division taken more seriously. Yeah, but they just troll themselves when they do that. I mean, think about exactly, what happened. They're too stupid to realize that. You know, the only really cool spot to me was I did like when uh, I believe it was Dawkins who speared uh, Hansen through the store glass. 
Yeah, that was, was just like, why did you spin me through the glass? You know, but the ninjas and the Viking prophets thing, and then and then to make it where they became dumpster divers, like literally, ha ha ha! I get more to come. They dumpster dive with the big spot at the end with Hansen come colliding down on everybody else, and then what was that at the end? Like a fucking monster attacked them? Like they were attacked by like a monster? I, I don't even know anymore. I blacked out at that point. I like and real then, shit. I used it a monster. I did not know what you meant. I was like, huh? And then it just cut away, like with the monster grabbing one of their legs, right? And I'm, I'm going to tell you something right now. That whole Ivar or Eric, Ivar, you're kind of cute bit. It stopped being funny after the first time. I mean, certain things. Yeah, I guess. Like, but no, this, they, this they, is the fourth time. It stopped being funny. Like, yeah. But yeah, the monster thing, really, they lost me with that. Where it was just like, come on. Why did a monster attack them at the end? And it looked like a cheap monster. Like... <laughs> Fucking Seymour from Little Shop of Horror. Seymour from Little Shop of Horror looked looked better. You know what I mean? Seymour literally from Little Shop of Horror was more realistic than whatever that was. Was that supposed to be a gator? Because I just feel like a scaly. It looked like a gator's tail. I just feel like a scaly thing. To me, it looked like a a, a freaking tentacle from like Overfiend or some hentai anime. (laughs) What what the fuck is that? I could see the guy shaking it through the motion of the tail. I, dude, I didn't even know what I was looking at. I was like, I was wondering what they were freaking out, and it took me halfway through that through that spot. I didn't know until now. I thought it was a monster. How did you figure out it was a gator? Did someone say it? I don't even it, know what was going on. Anymore. No, it, it looked like a gator tail. But if a gator was a, uh, oh, that's so All bad. Of, Nick, so exactly. Like exactly. <laughs> All I'm saying, we could have easily just had a raw tag team title match. It wouldn't even be this frustrating. We've been on to the next match by now. But oh. no, they want to be ha ha funny. No. What a headache-inducing match that shit is. At this point, if the next thing they do is not an actual Raw Tag Team title match, I tap out from this feud. Watch the guy. Like, I don't, I, like, I don't want to see another segment, another bit. No. <laughs> Look, thank you, Komodo Dragon, for the gator, for the gator uh, spark on the screen. <laughs> you see, there he goes. He knows. Gator knows. <laughs> yeah, too much, man. Too much going on with this. Jesus Christ. <sighs> And that's what they did as far as that goes. Watch Monday Night Raw. It's going to be back to normal. It's going to be like nothing happened. And they're going to be playing air hockey. Air hockey now. Let's use the best air hockey. And then and then we're going to come on for the show. You're going to ask me what happened. I won't have a fucking clue. It's going to be like, what's next? N64 Mario Kart. You're going to see the four of them sitting on the couch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> big Ooh. wheel racing. And then they'll get like Stop. big plastic. Big <laughs> You know what? I'd watch that just to see Hanson on a big wheel. <laughs> and actually, now that I think about it, one thing that bothered me in this bit, why are we doing the Hanson tired fat guy bit when we have watched this man do forever clotheslines for almost a minute and a half straight? Yeah, but that was New Japan Hanson. It slowly turned. This is exactly what happened with freaking Gallows and Anderson. They got these two guys who were really fun. Think about the how prestigious these guys were before they came. All the Ring of Honor championships we saw them won. All the IWGP championships. The countless places that they wrestled. The feuds that they had. Gallows and Anderson were the, the story that they had. Play. When you think, do you remember that these two guys started off in the Ring of Honor Top Prospect Tournament? Which you know big, what's funny? Which is a big tournament where, you, where where they all feud against each other. For anyone that doesn't know, and like the last person is the top prospect who sort of makes it. And it was one guy against the other. It was Hanson versus Ray as the finals, and then they kept both guys as a tag team. Yeah, you know what's funny? Not long ago, ROH uploaded that match to their YouTube. Yeah. So literally, go on YouTube, go on our Ring of Honor's YouTube channel. You can literally see the genesis of War Machine. Yeah, they had like a badass backstory. Even when <laughs> Ray, Ray got into like a really bad bike accident at one point. And he had yeah, like and then Hanson basically rolled by himself. 
Yeah, and then they got together. It was like a crazy... These guys were like true warriors, and then they came here. And I like the presentation better. The music's cooler. Uh, the name's okay. They were fine until they came up to the main roster. But like... And it's cool to have some fun. But like, when does the fun stop? Like, this whole thing has taken me completely out of it. I don't even recognize this team anymore. Like, because I never associated this team with fun. I associated this team with, oh, God, we're up against them. We might not make it out of here. Call your wife and tell her goodbye. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. <sighs> That's all they can do is comedy bits. All right. Anyway, what was this? Was this the, that it? just the main event? Yeah, just the main event of the evening. The greatest match of all. Or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> Edge versus Randy Orton in the singles match. With all the theatrics and the bells and the whistles. This was another 50-50 one. The community was split directly down the middle. Finish being Orton going over with a low blow and the punt. This is the first time he's nailed the punt in, what, a decade? He, yeah, they always tease it, but he's never connected with that thing for a long time. Yeah. So, uh, as far as this being the greatest wrestling match of all, no. I'm say that right off it was bat. never going to be. That doesn't make it bad, but that yeah. does make it worse than if they didn't say that. Because now you have me watching a match keeping in mind that you consider this the greatest wrestling match of all, which why would you say that? Who on earth says such a thing like this? The thing that makes a match the greatest wrestling match of all time is they don't tell you that ahead of time. It's such bad advertising. What what made the matches that Benoit and Angle had, the um, Guerrero, Malenko, Master, Goodbye from ECW, Sean and Brett, what made all those matches great matches is we didn't expect anything out of it, and they blew it completely out of the water. Yeah, we expected it to be a great match on the merit of the body of work from both performers, not because they told us ahead of time that that's what it's going to be. I mean, shoot, when we talk about SmackDown tomorrow, just saying, from what I've heard, they kept that match off of Backlash for a reason. Yeah, so, yeah, it's ridiculous that this was considered that. Now, there was some cool stuff there. You know, I'm not going to say that there wasn't some cool stuff there. This was a good match. Like, they did really good. Edge looked amazing that this only been a second match in nine years yeah uh we did get as cooler puts it we got color y'all because edge winds up um headbutting orton and then orton is bleeding i guess this was some sort of i don't know if it was a blade job or what they do anymore at this point uh, i mean i saw throughout the match there was a little bit of a gash right on his i think it was his right eyebrow so maybe this was like literally hard way yeah he probably i think he probably, he probably caught him hard way i'll have to go back and watch and see Anyway, there was a color in the match, and then Edge used that uh that new that new pendulum choke that he does. They call it anti venom now, I guess. Cause he's yeah, it's basically uh, an arm triangle choke. Yeah, pretty cool. I like that he has something like that. I also liked him reversing Orton's draping DDT into his old brood finisher, the Execution. Yeah, and I like that they called it the Execution because for years they kept calling it the Impaler. Yeah, so there's callbacks, and that's why I say it's not a bad match. It doesn't make it the greatest match of all, but I like the fact that there's history and Easter eggs and stuff like that, because that was a brood move that he broke out, you know? And then also Orton bringing out the Olympic Slam, even though Kurt Angle gave him shit for it before. We spoke about this on this show, on the Monday show, rather, years ago, where, uh, if you guys recall, any longtime Orton viewers will remember that there was a point where regularly Orton had the Olympic Slam in his arsenal. And this was one of the first cases... Of uh, this was one of the first cases of Kurt Angle denying a tweet, you know, where it was kind of like I was, it was someone hacked me, or I forget what his excuse was with this one. But at the end of the day, it might have been the hacked one. 
yeah, Kurt Angle sort of uh said he he I forget what exactly his voice was about, but it was in regards to something with the Olympic Slam, you know, where he didn't like that Randy Orton was using this thing, and uh Orton responded back saying that uh. You know, he just clapped back, you know, the way Orton was back then. I forgot what he said. He said he didn't know that he basically owned the move and he thought that using a move was a sign of respect or something like that along those lines. And then he also said, oh, yeah, the other thing was because every move that you use is something that you came up with yourself, right? And then he said, including the three German suplexes. So he threw him under the bus. And ever since then, Orton hasn't used that move. He completely took it out of his arsenal. If you go back to 2010, 20, 2009, 2008, Orton, you're going to see uh, him using the Olympic Slam almost every match. Once it hit that tweet, I think this is the first time I've seen it since. It's the first time I've seen it in a long time. Yeah. And uh, it also looked like at one point mid-transition, Edge was going for the gothic face drop on prettier kill switch, depending on what your favorite Christian was. And uh, it gets reversed the first time, but then later on he hits it. And then uh, we also have Orton with a callback to his days on Evolution with his leader Triple H. He hits the pedigree. So all of this is all stories and stuff, the stories from yeah. the past. Then Edge hits the rock bottom. And it was like, uh... <laughs> right? Like, I thought the same thing. Like, wait a minute. What? Huh? Like, a Hogan leg drop would have made more sense. This is when I feel like WWE becomes marks for themselves. You were doing so good. Everyone enjoyed what was going on. And then you had to fuck it up with something that made no sense. You know what would have made sense if you wanted to go for a spot like that, almost a uranagi spot, even though it wouldn't quite be one? How about the side effect? Yeah. The twist and of fate. The side and effect. And a callback to the fact that he used to feud with Matt Hardy and the TLC matches that they had that were legendary. And the fact that they fought over a fucking woman in both shoot and worked angle. Have him hit the side effect. You know how much more meaning there would have been to him hitting the fucking side effect? A Matt Hardy move being edge? Instead of the rock bottom? That meant nothing? Yeah. Like, and then on top of that, why the piped in crowd noise? There were times that the crowd booed or popped really Yo. loud. Like the whole real crowd was practically like a laugh track, right? <laughs> I'm just, there was too much that they were doing to overhype this match to try to hypnotize everybody. This was going to be the greatest thing of all time. I didn't need Howard Finkel announcing. I didn't need the Madison Square Garden mic because we're not in the Madison Square Garden. I didn't need the ref breaking down the rules like these guys have never been there before. I mean, seeing Little Nate and his old school ref gear was cool, but like too much, like way too much. They dug a deeper and deeper hole every time because I was like, you're just going to disappoint people in the end. The match is going to be good, but it's going to be nowhere near as good as you're trying to make it out to be. Yeah. You know, like nobody's going to fall for that. You know, like, it doesn't make look at that. Like, we can have our own crowd here and we just keep doing the show with the crowd. In the look at this Want me to turn on closed captions? <laughs> whistle, 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 whistle to you. Clap, clap. I know everyone's agreeing about this. You see how many people that have been listening decided that uh, we're right about this. Listen to the fans. Right? <laughs> like, come on. They deserve better than this. Bring the crowds back and stop screwing with the finishes. Make some <laughs> continuity. Look at how many people believe in this shit. Look at this. It's amazing. Especially that guy in the front row, he's whipping himself. And it's a movie, bitch. Put your thumbs over the way. I see you out there, Bobby Lashley, black guy. <laughs> <laughs> right back to you. 
What did you say? That shit happened. Taker guy is not dethroned yet. Get out of here with that Kevin Dunn oh. shit. It's like because it's like there's a point when it got so loud. I was like, even they have to know. There's no way anybody's buying that. So Edge hits the rock bottom instead of the side effect or even the twist of fate, which would have been even a better statement. You know, like imagine something like that, especially since you still have a hearty angle going on. But he hits the rock bottom that has nothing to do with him. He may as well have gone for the people's elbow next. (laughs) I literally called it. I was like, watch this. Orton's going to go for a stunner next. (laughs) I was kind of sad when he did. So what's sad is we ha- we have a successful rock bottom, even though in history we've never seen Edge hit this thing before. But then he attempts a sharpshooter. Remember Canadian Edge? He attempts a sharpshooter and it's immediately thwarted. Like he doesn't even get to fully lock it in. The sharpshooter should have been what he applied. I think they tried to spin it, talk about he was going from the education, his old his old lump spin on it. Right, right. Which is basically a variation of a sharpshooter. Yeah, it's yeah. just like with it's to the side and his knees in your back. Like Yeah. I did like the first punt attempt where he counters it into a spear. That was cool. Then backed up and speared him again. I thought that was it. Mm-hmm. No, he was very persistent in surviving this. Yeah, Edge kicked out at two RKO's. So it kind of made the punt even have a little bit more meaning because it's like, it's the last resort. Yeah, which by default, it does make this a very good match. Not the greatest match. There were really cool things in this match that we enjoy. I Again, I didn't need them telling me that they're going to use new camera angles because that's what me watching is for. Yeah, yeah, like there were certain cameras I didn't even, I didn't even need the new camera angle. The new and if and if every new camera angle you have is just going to be overhead, then take all those cameras back down, please. You said new okay. camera angles, not angle. You being in different parts of the ceiling, like Spider Man, is not an angle. You know what I, I mean? mean? They're, they're they're watching wrestling from like where Peter first sneaks back in to take his fucking suit off from. <laughs> I mean, there was, there was like, like what, what one this? where like they were in the lockup and it was right below him, and then another one he was in the DT was right below him. I don't need those camera angles. Yeah, I don't need ball sack camera angle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I shouldn't That's be able to idea. see if he shaved before this match. Like, like, what the f- <laughs> leave my camera angles alone. I ain't asking it. That's what we. That's what the problem is with the ratings. It's the writer. It's the le- the head writer. We got to fire the head writer and have more upskirts. That's what's well, that's been missing. More that's what's missing from wrestling right now. Oh my god. You want, you want to get those Monday night ratings up? I want that Lashley taint shot every Monday. Like, no. Pretty much. I want to see Bobby's Ashley. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> All right. What do you oh, think? Overall God. thoughts on this paper before we wrap up here? I mean, good job, everybody. Some of the matches I didn't expect to go how they were going to go, like the whole Sheamus Lashley thing. Even this one, I expected Edge to go over. But definitely no complaints. Um, are we going to wait till Monday to talk about the Edge situation? Uh, I mean, we're going to talk more about it when we have more details, but the report going around is that Edge injured his tricep during this match. Remember, these are tapes, so there was early reports coming and nothing confirmed by WWE, but we hear he's injured his tricep, so we don't know the extent of the injury or anything. More news might have even come up by the time you heard this, but of course, that's what the Monday show is for, so. Yeah, because it looks like if that's the case, that's probably the reason he went over with the punt, because the punt used to be a move. You got hit with that, we didn't see you for weeks, sometimes months. So maybe he injured it preemptively and he had to work injured and it wasn't bad enough where he would uh, have to call off the match, but it's enough where he would need surgery later or something like that. We don't know. I don't know if it happened during the match or not, but that's what the details of tomorrow are going to be for. Most definitely. Yeah. A good pay-per-view though. Yeah. I think it was okay. You know, a lot of it felt like filler. Certain things worked, certain things didn't. Um, To be honest, I could have done without it. They, you know, a lot of it, I've seen SmackDowns just as good. Yeah, I I could have done without some of the matches, basically, obviously, 
being finished the way they were just so we could get to extreme rules. Yeah. Like something that didn't really need. Like you could just you could get to extreme rules with a lot cleaner way. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed the pay-per-view for those of you that watched it. And also thank you to everyone who was hanging out here tonight. Don't forget tomorrow night, eleven thirty PM Eastern, right after Raw. Thanks for the sparks again, buddy. Hasta la vista to you too. But yeah, thank you to everybody that was here for that. And tomorrow night, we'll once again, we'll be here after all, like I said, and we'll cover all of the news. We'll go more into this injury and everything else that's been going on. Uh, thank you to our live chat room uh, with Stasis Dreams and Clyde 22, Willie V2, E-Man, Kula Ice, Weekly Planet, a.k.a. Ali. TP Astro, Komodo Dragon Gun, and of course all of you who are going to be listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Podcast Addict. There's also the replays now on Twitch TV, TalkBunch.com, YouTube, Mixer. We're going to have more news coming up with stuff like that. But that is for another day. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Bunch Live, episode 389. This has been your WWE Backlash 2020 post show. I've been your host, Rick Barry, aka Captain Brunch. For myself and Destin, we are out of here. And that has been the greatest post show ever. Good night. Shut it down.